Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you so much for joining me today for Revelations from the Heart podcast. This is episode number 31. Well, it's been a minute since we've been together. I've been, um, took somewhat of a break, a little bit of time off. For one, to give everyone a chance to get caught up with all the teachings thus far. I know the last series about the end times was pretty meaty and pretty heavy. And so I wanted to make sure everyone got caught up on their listening and starting a new series today. Uh, Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans. Thank you for your service. I know I'm forever grateful and appreciate uh, the fact that we can be free and um, live in freedom and liberty for what it is that they've done. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, We're just encouraged to see uh, from the analytics from this podcast. I just recently checked them to see and we have another nation to add to the ones that are already listening. So we have, of course, the U.S. is number one. Um, here in the United States. And so um, we have Ireland, Canada, Germany, Zimbabwe, and then we just have added, have listeners in Singapore. So hello and greetings to you wherever you are at in the world. I say hello to you. And um, the body of Christ is universal. It's all over the world. And so we say hello to our brothers and sisters in those nations and land and hopefully my hope and prayer is to pick up some more um as well well i'm excited about this new series that i'm going to be teaching about the armor of god now the first time that i can recall hearing about the armor of god in depth it was in my bible college class in fact and it was called spiritual warfare and this is really where i was introduced first introduced to pastor rick renner and so we got a, had our our textbook which was um book written by him called dress to kill and so i want to add and note that um a lot of all of the definitions for the greek i always reference his books he's a greek scholar and he breaks it down and just brings it out so much more so I, if you hear any definition of the greek words it's always referenced from a book of pastor rick renner's and so sitting there in this class and uh, as i was just listening to that just opening my eyes was just so profound I, I heard myself say somebody needs to teach on that and i heard the holy spirit say you i said what now at that time i was at bible college and hadn't done a whole lot of speaking. And so when I went back home to my home church, um, God just gave me the blueprint of what to do. So I went to my pastor at that time and I was just like, you know, God has put in my heart to teach about the armor of God. And so got it all together. And really that's what birthed um, 
the yearly meetings that I usually host uh, here in Indiana. And so we started off with this, this first one, Armed and Dangerous. Well, since that time, of course, you know, I've got a greater revelation and understanding about spiritual warfare. And so when I was just like, Lord, okay, what's the next, what's the next step? What's the next thing you want me to do? And so he said, I want you to talk about and teach the people about uh, the armor of God. And we are in a spiritual battle. The Bible says that the things that we see are temporal and the things that we don't see are eternal. There is a battle, a war that is raging on and in the invisible realm that we cannot see. But in Christ, we have the weapons to fight and defeat our enemy. Jesus paid the ultimate price. He paid it all when he died on Calvary and rose again. He de defeated death, hell, and the grave. He defeated Satan, made an open show of him, just smacked him all up, just beat him terribly. And so we as believers have to maintain what it is that Christ has given us. And so God has given us the armor wherewith to fight. And so first we want to just start by, um, start off with just a quick word of prayer. Lord, we thank you today. We thank you for your word that's truth, that your word is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you, Father, that as we come together, as we hear your word, as we listen to what it is that you're saying, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're present, that you speak to the heart, the mind and the ears of the hearer that they will hear not my voice but your voice and we glorify your name and we thank you father god for greater clear understanding in the mighty name of jesus i pray amen um first of all we're going to do an overview of ephesians and i'm not quite sure how far we'll get if we'll even get into talking about um we definitely won't get into any pieces of armor because i got to lay the groundwork first but the book of ephesians is a powerful book it's one of my favorites and i know i probably say that every episode with each book that i go over but <laughs> it is really something i it, it it is very very powerful every time after i read the book of ephesians almost with every sentence i just shout because it is it is that rich so i encourage you I encourage you you won't be disappointed to read the entire book it's only six chapters long it it won't take you that long to read you could read it in a day a couple just about an hour maybe or so if you've got the time and it's truly truly a blessing but first let's give the overview of Ephesians it's written by the Apostle Paul and it's the same Paul that was the persecutor of Christians it's the same Paul that was knocked off the, of the horse of, of his horse while he was on the road to Damascus. And remember, he had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ, which changed his life forever. Okay, so he went on to write most of the New Testament. He founded churches in Asia Minor, and he was responsible for converting many. You see, it doesn't matter how you start out, but how you end up. All right, it doesn't matter how messed up you are, how strung out you are, if you dropped out of high school or you're just really far out when you encounter jesus you will be forever changed forever changed he will take where you're lacking and he will he will make up for that he will put his super upon your natural and so this book was written to the church of ephesus hence the name ephesians 
And the church of Ephesus, it was founded um, by the Apostle Paul. It was one of the churches that he started. In fact, the church of Ephesus was the epicenter of all the other churches. It was the largest of the churches. It was a what we would probably consider today like a mega church. The church of Ephesus was right at the beginning of the port where everybody docked in. So anybody that came through um, Asia Minor stopped off and had to pass through this church of Ephesus. So God was strategic in where he placed this church. It was here at this church that the ministers and the pastors were trained and they were, um, you know, uh, looked over, so to speak, but to make sure that they were equipped and ready to go forth. And it was the same church that um, after Paul was martyred, um, Timothy was the pastor of this church. And then upon Timothy, I believe Timothy was martyred as well. Um, then the apostle John, Jesus' original disciple, John, the last of the 12 disciples, he was the pastor of this church as well. And in fact, when John was um, sent to the island of Patmos where he received the revelation, you remember the church, it says the first church that God addressed was the church of Ephesus. And this was, John was the pastor of this church at this time. So it's the same uh, church, all right? Now, the setting of this is that this particular book, it wasn't written as some others have been written to maybe address problems in the church or heresy. We don't see any anything like that. But this book was more of a um, to strengthen and to encourage the believers and to encourage the area churches. Okay, and so it was written to the church of Ephesus and believers everywhere, which that includes you and me. So this book was written for us. You know, we all need to be strengthened. Everybody needs a message that will strengthen you. And everyone needs encouragement at some point. I don't care who you are, where you are. Everybody needs encouragement. Paul refers to the church as a body, a bride, a temple. He refers to the church as a mystery, as a new man, and a soldier. And that's what we're going to look at is the church as a soldier. Now, some things to note. There are some prayers that are in this particular book, very powerful prayers that I use myself quite often. <laughs> At one point in time in my life, I was praying these prayers every day, one season of my life. And so the first one is in Ephesians 1 and uh, one seventeen, And it says, I want to read it because it's just so, so good. That the God of our Lord... That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, giving us the location of Christ. He's seated in heavenly places. Now watch this. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. So you can conclude right there that Jesus Christ is supreme. He's supreme. He's higher than any thing. Jesus Christ is supreme. So you remember that when the enemy is attacking you, you know the one who can conquer him, who's far above, 
far above. And Ephesians 2 and 6 tells us that we're seated in heavenly places with Jesus. All right. So we're seated in heavenly places with Jesus. So very powerful prayer. And, and, and it's like I said, references Ephesians 1, 17. Now you read it like this. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of my understanding, saying of your understanding. This is a prayer he said, but you make it personal. Where where you see it, it being um, not personal, you make it personal. That I may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint, saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward, toward me? Who believe I believe according to the working of his mighty power so powerful prayer you can recite that prayer put 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 the right things in there where it um, put the I and the me in there where it needs to go and then the second one is in Ephesians 2 and 14 I think so no maybe it's no I'm sorry it's 3 and 14 and I'm gonna read it as well all right, 3 and 14, and it says, For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, you would say me, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in my heart through faith, that I, being rooted and grounded in love, may also be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that I may be filled with all the fullness of God. Oh, amen, amen, amen. You can say those prayers. You can pray those prayers. Put, make it personal, make it personal, make it personal, okay? So that's just a thing to know. That's just a little extra in there for you, but it's 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 good. So he also talks about in this um the book of ephesians he talks about paul talks about grace okay you know god's unmerited favor his undeserved favor we don't deserve it but he gave it to us anyway thank god for his grace he breaks down the fivefold ministry apostles prophets evangelists pastors teachers today i'm working in the fivefold ministry of teacher okay i'm functioning in that in that role right now is as a is a is a teacher all right and so we want to get a clearer understanding of what it is that that god is saying so he also mentions a relationship between a husband and a wife parents and children master and servants you can sum up the book of ephesians with this we see christ of unsearchable riches amen there's so much good stuff in this so much good stuff, so much rich stuff in this. But it concludes the book talking about the armor of God. And he closes by like by this, Ephesians 6 and 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So he's saying finally, which just means in conclusion, Remember this, it's very important. I like to say it like this. It's like he's saying, hear me and hear me good. If you forget everything else I said, remember this right here. Keep in mind of this right here that I'm getting ready to 
say to you that I'm getting ready to tell you. All right. Finally, my brethren, and my brethren is a um a just a, a deeper word that just it it gives the 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 um what's the word I'm like, like the feel of or the mean of more than just like my brother in law but like that we're from the same womb it's a very very uh uh it's a deeper meaning than just just brother so we're from really like cut from the same cloth okay we're 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 near and dear to each other and I remember this he's given them this command to be strong in the lord right so the word strong is the greek word in the name and this word has you got to break these words up to get the meaning of the word it's a word that's compounded together the first part is in which just means in or into and dunamis which means explosive strength power or ability we can equivalent it to dynamite in Acts 1 and 8, it says, And you shall receive power or dunamis, an explosive strength, a power or an ability is going to come upon you. All right. So the word endunemu, it describes an inner strengthening and it conveys the idea of being infused with an excessive dose of dynamic inner strength and ability. So the first part, it means in or into. So we can conclude that this strength, it must be deposited into something. It has to be transferred into something. So a container, a vessel, what about if that power gets transferred in to you? Now, the nature of this word, it means that there must be a receiver for this power to be deposited into. Okay, so there has to be somebody that's receiving it. And the tense that Paul is using is not like a mere suggestion, but rather it's a command in the strongest sense. So this is not just a one shot, but it's a supernatural power that strengthens a believer for a long time, their whole life. Let me tell you something. I can witness to this because the power of God, it, it's really amazing. It is really amazing when you get a hold of this power that power continues to work. It continues to work. And the degree of the ability to how that power works depends on how much you're willing to put into it for it to work. And so I've heard it say like this, the purer the essence, the greater the power. So that power is able to flow through a clean vessel. That power is able to flow through one that's not tainted. It's able to flow freely through in it in a greater capacity, in a greater way, in a vessel that's yielded to God. All right? So, this power is available to you and me. So, he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Okay? Be strong in the Lord. This word strong in the name of in the Lord. Okay. So this power can be found only in one place. That's in the Lord. This power is only available to believers. It's in the Lord. People have tried to mimic this power. You remember the story of um, Paul and he, the sons of Sceva. 
and they saw him performing miracles and, and doing things and they they were um they were uh what's the word uh pretty much you know they were they were uh did incantations and all that kind of stuff and so they tried to mimic what Paul did but they didn't have the power that Paul had but they tried to mimic what he did and when they did what did the demons do the demons stripped them of all their clothes and they ran out of there without no clothes they couldn't handle that because they were not strong in the Lord so this power can only be found in the Lord so to be in the Lord you got to have a relationship with him and relationship requires that you spend time in his presence it requires that you spend time in his presence say well my schedule is full and i don't have you got to make time for god and especially in the days and times that we're living in we're coming to a place and a point where christianity as we've known it and being saved as we known it we cannot no longer hide and when we come out and we tell our stance on the things of God, we're going to be ridiculed. We're going to be persecuted. We're going to be, um, everybody's not going to be our friend. Everybody's not going to like us. And you can't be in your feelings, but you got to be in the Lord. And so relationship requires that you spend time with the Lord. And the more you spend time with him, the more acquainted you become with his voice and his leading. Okay, you become more acquainted with his voice. I mean, you just talk. I talk to the Lord. I say, Father God, what, what, what you want me to do? And then I wait for him to say what he wants me to do. Sometimes when I'm getting um, writing up, you know, like the scripts for uh, things that I have to do. Sometimes I, I, I just go blank and like, okay, what else? And I'll just say, Father God, what else you want me to say? And he'll say, I want you to tell the people this or tell the people that. And even as I'm teaching, I'm hearing his voice. He's giving, telling me what to say. He's telling me, telling me what to give. Because see, he knows who's going to be listening and what you need to hear at what time. And so we got to be strong in the Lord. We can't do it in our own strength. Our strength is failing. Our strength is, is, is weak. But in the Lord, we're strong. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Okay, this word power is the Greek word kratos, and we've talked about this before. It's a demonstrative, eruptive, tangible, very real power or resurrection power. It's not power, it's not a power that we believe in intellectually. It's the strongest flow of power that exists in the entire universe, only attributed to God. Man does not have this power unless given to by God. Ephesians 1, 19 and 20 says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead? So this is an outwardly visible and manifested kind of power, a power you will see and experience when this power begins to operate in your life it seeks an avenue to release it so that it can demonstrate itself power will make you do something it'll make you do something when you have this power you can't be silent 
When you have this power where it's like fire shot up in your bones. When you have this power, you have to lay hands on the sick. When you have this power, you have to preach the gospel. When you have this power, you're not timid and weak and afraid. But when you have this power, it's the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. The same power that raised him up is the same power that's available to you and I. This word might, it talks about an extremely strong man like a bodybuilder. A man who's able, a man who is mighty, or a man with great muscular capabilities. So you think about this. Is there anyone more powerful than God? No, there's no one more powerful than God. Nothing, not, nothing more powerful than God. I said, well, the devil has some power, but he does not have all power. God has all power. Is there anyone more able than God? No. God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think. God is able. This power also is like David against Goliath. When this power came upon David, this little fella was smaller than this big giant. But he took this instrument that God gave him and when he hurled it under that anointing and he and his obedience to God and when he hurled it God made it a spear in the forehead of the enemy and it's a powerful story Kratos power it is so powerful and it's demonstrative because God's muscles are backing it up God's muscles are backing it up so when you step into this power you're not in your own strength you're not in your own ability because you know in and of yourself, I couldn't have did that. You know in and of yourself, that wasn't me. But the, the God stands up on the inside of you and this power is released and demonstrated for others to see. You can't keep it quiet. You can't close it up. You can't hold it down. Finally, my brethren, in conclusion of everything that I've said, my dear brothers and sisters, in the Lord. If you don't remember anything else that I've said, remember this that I'm getting ready to tell you. Listen to this really, really good. You got to be strong in the Lord, not in yourself, not in your abilities, not in your money, not in who your family is, not in your status. You got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. When you're strong in the Lord, he backs up everything that you do. He puts his stamp of approval on what it is that you're doing. So we got to be strong in the Lord. We're going to look at, start looking at these pieces of armor, pulling them apart. But we got to get into next week. It's, it's going to be probably pretty heavy next week. We're going to get into talking about the principalities and that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You got to get it through your mind that my problem is not people. My problem is the devil. It's these principalities, these, these spiritual forces that are at work. And hey, I ain't trying to be funny, but we seeing them at work big time right now. Amen. But God will be glorified in the earth. And so let me conclude with prayer and to encourage you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In order to do that, there's a certain where you got to dress and we're going to we're going to talk about these pieces of armor it's very powerful 
We're going to we're gonna do that next week. All right? So let us pray. Lord, we just thank you today. We thank you for your word. That's truth. So much truth, Father God. And we thank you that you have given us the weaponry where which to fight and to defeat all the fiery darts of the enemy. We thank you that Satan is defeated and that Jesus Christ, you reign supreme. There's no one greater than you, no one higher than you, Lord. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, ask him to come into your heart right now so that this power can be available to you. Just say this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins and I ask you to come into my heart. Cleanse me. Forgive me, Lord. Make me new. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you need to recommit your life to the Lord, I encourage you to do so as well. Just repent and ask God to forgive you for falling short and then get back on the right track be sure to check me out i'm i'm, I'm everywhere y'all i'm on youtube i'm on facebook i'm on instagram i'm everywhere we started a new series on youtube um encouragement for you weekly encouragement so be sure to um subscribe and uh like that be sure to like it and um revelations from the heart with paula cornette you go look me up you'll find me i'm right on there and so just thank God for you all. Be encouraged and know, remember the Bible says in Romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornette.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Mm-hmm.